Don't Wreck Yourself features words and situations that are not appropriate for young listeners. This show is only for adults and unsupervised juvenile delinquents of exquisite taste and refinement. Each week, Matt and Ryan look into claims they find online, answer your questions, and say bad words! Now your way is the only way, and my way is the only way to Fill the space between a hard place and a rock is all we do but we'll entertain the conversation that leads us to the truth. What do we know? What trips to telephones that are no different to you. Welcome to Don't Wreck Yourself. My name is Ryan Placetti, and I have a very limited time to record this episode before the kids get back from karate. Uh, and I'm Matt Saintsing. I'm going to go ahead and say the same thing. I don't have karate or kids, but uh, it gives me a reason not to talk about a tagline. So, uh, well, I guess I'm talking about it anyway. So I shot myself in my, in my own foot. That, that could be your tagline. Uh, and I'm Matt Sansing, and I just shot myself in my own foot. Anyway, uh, do we have any sort of administrative uh, sneak corrections for me this week? No, no, not this week, sadly. Um, I think not enough people have listened to our, haven't listened to our most recent episode, so give it time and they will correct you. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Have, have you checked the email? I never check the email, man. Oh, well, that's where all of our good corrections come from, Matt. You've never had one, so. Uh, No, I've been corrected. Oh, okay. Looking at our email, somebody signed us up for like some right wing, right wing uh, news blasts. So we're getting tons of stuff from Judicial Watch and some guy named Tom Fitton wants to know if our COVID emails are cover up. Well, I I would say that we're putting our email address out there every week on the Internet and people are going to do what they're going to do. So honestly, I think if we're if we're getting more spam, I think that's how you know we're we've made it because they're circulating our information. So, you know, maybe the the first the first word in that email under COVID emails cover up question mark is Obamagate in it's just Obama, Obamagate. I was about to say, I'm like, I'm like, how many clauses does this word have? <laughs> Obamagate. Obamagate. All right. <laughs> o- open the Obamagates. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, and we got we get at least two emails from this dude today. OK, uh, here's one that says challenging critical race theory. Oh, thanks. Judicial Watch. W- would you believe that I have actually taken a core, a graduate level course in critical race theory? Because I have. And yeah, because uh, it's a graduate level course topic. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's also an undergraduate <laughs> course topic, too, at that uh, where, where I got my master's. But I will tell you that watching the critical race theory discourse just devolve into worm shit has been actually it's been actually really fun. <laughs> for me to watch and I'm like going back to my old syllabi and like it's how much of a nerd I am going back and like checking out like previous readings and shit like that four people know what actual critical race theory is and they're all published on it (laughs) (laughs) Tucker Carlson and Sean Hannity I don't think I've between the two of them ever read a book that wasn't written by Bill O'Reilly or Adolf Hitler (laughs) killing Lincoln or killing Kennedy Bill O'Reilly always had these killing books Um, you know killing Jesus I think it was another one he, he wrote Oh, wow. That's like the fun one. I, I would I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah. <laughs> he, oh, man. Bill O'Reilly would totally be like a Roman legion in like the in the biblical oh, times. Yeah. yeah. He would totally be like working for the man. Yeah. Well, I mean, Jesus was a socialist. And well, don't, think, don't tell think, don't tell people like Bill O'Reilly that they'll get really pissed. I mean, I, he seems pretty mad already, but fuck it. We'll do it live. Yeah. Uh, nice. Nice. That, hey, maybe you can make that your catchphrase. He coined it, but he's not currently using it. Um, Welcome to don't wreck yourself. But anyway, <laughs> um, you know, speaking of fat bears, uh, <laughs> I, I, I saw a meme recently that piqued my interest. Um, I sent you the meme in the chat and hold on a second, man. I'm, I should not have fucking smoked weed before I did this. All right. 
Uh, all right, man, get, get it together. I just got to find the I just got to find the meme so I can uh, read it. I, I, I believe you. It's at the top of the notes. I know I'm going to the notes is what I'm saying. The, the notes were closed out. Oh, shit. Oh. I don't have my notes open either. Well, well, just cut. Now, who's the fat bear? All right. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I said that. That has literally nothing to do with what we're talking about. But. I know. And it's really, really kind of hurtful. All right, well, if, if that's going to be hurtful, we should not do this topic then. <laughs> 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 no. So I saw a meme recently that had just like the fattest fucking bear you've ever seen. And at the top, it says every year kept my national park and preserve crowns a fat bear of the year. This year's winner was bear 435 named Holly. A former park ranger notes that Holly was single this summer and able to devote all her energy toward herself. And, you know, I like that. And she, I love that. She did that by eating a shit ton of sockeye salmon. I'll tell you that right now. You know what? Salmon's so good for you, though, and it's got all those good fats and omega four, omega three, and I think omega it's three, one, yeah, omega three is the one you want. It's yeah. got omega three, but you know, you should get some omega fours in there too. Oh, I mean, spice it up. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't ever want to spice it up. I don't ever want to have the same omega fat. I mean, the, I'm a vegetarian. The only, I guess, technically meat I do eat is I do take fish oil for my health because my doctor said I should take it. And you know, I'm one of the few Americans that actually believes my doctor when he tells me shit nowadays. So, <laughs> so anyway, I, I had that conversation with my doctor too. You know, she's like, well, how do you feel about it? I'm like, you're the fucking doctor. Yeah. You went to school for 10 years. You tell me what to do with my body. And you never shut the fuck up about it. You probably introduce yourself to strangers as doctor or something. Tell me what to do right now. Elise, Elise literally has two doctors in the family, so I should shut the fuck up right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, fortunately, I don't have that problem in my family. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, every year, the Katmai National Park, which is in Alaska, they actually have a March Madness style bracket where okay. uh, we yeah, exactly where people like you and me and other high Americans out there get to vote on these portly mammals, which are pitted against one another. It happens every year and we are just knocking on the door of Fat Bear Week. So if we can get this podcast out for September 29th, you can vote for your fat bear through April 5th. All right. Well, guess what, everybody? This podcast episode is definitely going to air today because now you're, you're listening to it today. <laughs> and you're listening it is to before it, September 29th, uh, magically. If you are listening to it within a week of the time of release, you're going to get to vote on your fat bear. Oh, you're going to get to decide who is the fattest of the fat bears. It is. It is you're amazing. Gonna, you're going to get to decide which one of these Ursine motherfuckers stole the most picnic baskets. You know, you said Ursine, and that kind of reminds me of something, is that you know how humans, ch chimpanzees are uh, like a li closest living ancestor. The closest mammal to bears on the tree are whales. Yeah, that makes sense. Because um, this, is, this is interesting. What they, like my dad taught me that, told me this years ago, and I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and he was a, he, was a, he had a several degrees in biology and I'm believe my dead dad uh, on this one thing, but he said, uh, tell me the things so that your your dead dad said. I, I'm, so I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to interrupt the fucking wisdom from your deceased father. Yeah, well, I mean like it's true. Yeah. Thank you. Anyway, well, anyway. Like, you could literally, you can literally You're doing say, it right hey, now. Have, You're doing it right I have, now. <laughs> I have, I have a 45 minute soliloquy that my dead dad used to recite to me every day. No. About his personal thoughts on the biological, on uh, the biological connections between whales and bears. And I'd like to share that with you, but I would not interrupt right, it. Well, I, I, it, it wasn't like that. But uh, I will say that, you know, there was an organism that was similar to a, a, a common day whale. That organism went on land and became a land animal somehow along the line of evolution. And then that animal uh, on land decided to go back to the ocean. 
So the the organisms that this, that became bears, bears later became whales. It's, it's, it's a kind of crazy. Like so, okay. current whales now are not are, are close are not closest related to the uh, initial uh, animal that walked out of water. They're most closely related to uh, bears, which are land whales because they're fucking fat. And there's a whole contest dedicated to them in Alaska every year. So one of the downsides of this audio medium is that our listeners can't see you standing in front of a board full of images and newspaper clippings, <laughs> just just pegging pieces of yarn to, to these connections, because that is the wildest fucking thing I've ever heard. It's kind of crazy, right? And um, it blows your mind, right? Yeah. And, and you know, I do kind of sound and I look like a guy with like a crazy conspiracy thing. Um, I'm pretty uh-huh. sure I'm pretty sure this is correct. I'm definitely going to look it up later. But right now, I'm just I think it's super interesting. I think we should fact check that, honestly. Right? So I'm not going to do it. Oh, all right. Um, how do I look? You want me to look this up right now? I will. Right how now. do I look stuff up? I don't all know. Here, I got it. I got it. Google.com slash. Pictures of whale dicks. No, I'm Johnham.com. Same thing. OK, so this is actually kind of crazy. The closest living relatives to whales are hoofed mammals, uh, deers, cows, sheep, pigs, giraffes, camels, hippos. The, an offshoot of that is from bears. So bears aren't hoofed, but there's an offshoot of that called um, Artriodactylus. Uh-huh. So that's actually kind of interesting. Um, I, there's no way for me to check. I can't look up the I, like, I don't know what to put in Google to see the cl- you don't have a gi- you don't have a giant Pinterest conspiracy board available to you d- oh, immediately online as soon as you Google this information. No, I definitely should, though. You know, I'm believing my dad on this. He was, you know, he was legit. And, and if you tell me I'm wrong, then you're an asshole. Are you going to countermand Matt's deceased father? You better. If you do, send me an email at wreckyourpod at gmail dot com. My advice is if you are going to try to overrule somebody's deceased parent, you actually have to start filling the role of that parent. So if you're ready to be Matt's daddy, (laughs) oh, if you're ready to be Matt's daddy, go ahead and send him a check in the mail for $15 for his birthday. Matt, what month is your birthday? It's in March. You're a dad. You only have to get the month. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Oh, man. I hope Aaron hears this. You have a newborn baby. (laughs) (laughs) I got three kids. and I'm pretty sure I know which months they were born. So why why are people voting on fat bears? Fat with bears, you know, is really a triumph of victory because fat means survival. You know, uh-huh. um, they they lose up to one third of their body weight when they hibernate. I think that's interesting because that's the opposite of the human strategy. We yeah. all go inside for three months during the winter get and we pop and we pop out popping out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Right. Yeah, I didn't grow up. I grew out during the pandemic. Yeah, that's what I would say. <laughs> Uh, so Katmai, the uh, national park, has a bunch of sockeye salmon from June through September. The region is also home to more brown bears than people. Now, is that based on total population or population density? Those are, to- those are, those are sheer numbers. Um, OK, so every year the public gets a vote and see who will advance in each round in this March Madness style. Like a Hunger Games. Yeah, exactly. To see which bear reigns supreme. So let's talk about Fat Bear Week in 2021. It starts September 29th. It runs for the first Tuesday in October, which they call Fat Bear Tuesday. This year it's on October 4th. And in 2019, the bear that won was named Holly. Uh, she weighed between six and seven hundred pounds. OK, the bear last year does not have a name yet, 
but it has a number, and that number is 747, which is a, the same thing as a fucking j- jumbo jet. Yeah, I'm like, how is his name not, eight, not 747? How is his, how is his name? How, how's the name not Boeing? Talk about a guerrilla marketing campaign, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, or it could be Baloo. I don't know if you're a oh, Tailspin yeah. Oh, I love Tailspin. I loved it. Loved it. Right. God, best Jungle Book spinoff that didn't make any fucking sense at all, ever. It also was right before uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers, I want to say. Fun fact about Chippendale Rescue Rangers, both Chip and Dale's costumes were based, wait for it, on Tom Selleck. Think, uh, think about what Dale's wearing. Dale's wearing a red Hawaiian shirt like Magnum P.I. And then Chip is wearing a fedora and leather jacket like Indiana Jones Now, you might be thinking, but wait, Tom Selleck didn't play Indiana Jones. However, he was originally cast in the role. Harrison Ford was actually the second choice. That is that's did you just have that Chippendales Rescue Rangers knowledge stored away somewhere. Yeah, that's why I have a podcast, Matt. <laughs> well, I, I have one because you asked me to do it. I gotta put that shit somewhere. Yeah, right. I gotta put that shit somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, the bear last year, Holly, six to seven hundred pounds. 747, guess how much this motherfucker weighs? Uh, 747 pounds. He weighs 1,400 pounds. He's twice as big as Holly. He's twice as big as the winner from 2019. So, we are only scratching the surface of the fattest bears in the world. Was this a, was this a grizzly? Uh, yes. Yeah, because, okay, so for the folks at home, a grizzly is a subspecies of a subspecies. It's really more of a nomenclature for large brown bears up north. They are distantly related to the polar bears, uh, which are the largest bears. Uh, They can grow to be up to 1,600 pounds. And unlike other bears, they are not omnivorous. They are purely carnivorous. And also the closest closest living relative to a grizzly bear is not a polar bear. It is an eagle. No, I'm totally fucking around with that now. I'm just just, just joking about that one. Yeah, so um, what's really funny is um, Holly supporters really wanted to win, wanted to have her win again, so they like had back to back. But seven forty seven ate her. <laughs> the the seven forty seven supporters were saying take off with seven forty seven. That was like their slogan. Yeah. And the Holly supporters said, "I'm with fur." Like like <laughs> like Hillary Clinton, I'm with her campaign. Um, yeah, I got it. Yeah, I, I, that wasn't for you. That was for the listener. That wasn't for you. That was for the listener who doesn't have a podcast. All right. <laughs> All you all you dummies at home or smart people in other countries who don't follow American politics. That was a Hillary Clinton reference. <laughs> uh, Ryan, wh- first of all, is this fat shaming bears in your opinion? Nah, nah, I think uh, standards of physical beauty vary based on culture and presumably species. Fat shaming is a it, it really is a is a Western liberal concept uh, in, in many cultures. Uh, fat isn't shamed. It is regarded as a sign of wealth, opulence, and health. Okay, but we're talking about bears here. I would say that 747 is pulling a lot of bear tail. <laughs> little short nub tails. <laughs> little short nubby, nubby little, little, little sexy tails. Oh. Give you a little wiggle as they oh, walk away. Now it's getting, now it's getting weird. Yeah. And then, and then you make a noise and they realize you're behind them. They turn around, they rush you, tear your guts out. Oh God. Well, it, you know, what, what could be more romantic than that? Well, I'll tell you what could be more romantic than that. It's farm-raised humans, question mark. (laughs) You know what? I'm for it. That's all I need to know. Farm-raised humans, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, Matt brought this topic of fat bears around, and it reminded me of a post that I saw in r slash biology from the Reddit website. Uh, This was posted by user Scribbla. As I said before, it's farm-raised humans, question mark. 
And they wanted to know if humans were selectively bred for the purpose of farming them for meat, like cows or pigs, how would a farm human likely differ from a wild human? Okay. And I can answer that. Oh. Pretty easily. All right. They, they would taste better. It, it's the difference between a modern Western diet and literally any other diet ever. I gotcha. So like it would just be fa- humans would be fatter. Yeah. If you look at like a like and I don't want to sh- I don't want to shame Americans. So we'll say hypothetically, like if you were watching a sweaty German masturbate in the corner of a sex dungeon, that guy would be a farm raised human. I put him in the sex dungeon because that's most like the chicken cages How is he at the far- factory. Oh, so you're saying his size would, that would make him a farm? Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. All because right, really, right, I got you. Like, I our, thought you were our, saying we should raise them in sex clubs. Is what I thought you were saying. <laughs> well, no, I just I was just trying to think Which, of. I mean, well, I I guess I could have used a prison metaphor instead of a sex dungeon. He was he he was German, so I thought, well, where would you most likely find a German imprisoned? And the answer <laughs> is a sex dungeon. <laughs> yeah, you're right because their prison sentences are so short. Yeah. Uh, who's making the decisions about selective breeding? And the answer is usually racist white people. Yeah. Historically speaking, this is like eugenics, like like straight up. Yeah. Yeah. But if the eugenics was there not to create Das Übermensch, but rather what's what's German for delicious man? (laughs) Uh, Hold on a second. Hold on a second. That is um, Hansel Strudel, I think. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, das Gudenmensch. Um, no, okay. I mean, so question: Who does the selective breeding? You're right. So in this scenario, is there a world where humans have enslaved other humans and selling them for meat? That's what this sounds like. I I, I don't want them to be enslaved. Like I want it to be like voluntary. Like when you go to like a fancy restaurant and they tell you the lineage of the bird and how they were kept. I don't go to those restaurants, man. I go to Chili's. I get like the El Presidente Margarita. They're delicious. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you also you also don't eat meat, so you don't really have to worry about how happy your broccoli was. Well, yeah, it's a thing. I I guess that's true. You're right. But like, um, I don't give a fuck how the fucking bird's life was. If you're if you're killing it to eat it, what does it matter? It lived a good life. Yeah. Okay. let's let's look at it this way. So you've got two different scenarios. One, either human beings are being forced into forced into the food production, really. Yeah. Yeah. Into this into the system, in which case they're probably, you know, if we know anything about factory farming in the modern world, they're probably kept in dismal conditions and then slaughtered mercilessly. Oh, yeah. Um, Anyone out there who doesn't know, but just read Upton Sinclair's The Jungle. I read it. It. I mean, read it years ago. It like clo- it almost it it is not a uh, oh good it, god, Matt. Are you suggesting that our that our listeners read a book? I people you people should read go this to one. You, you should read just this one. go to just go to a YouTube. Yeah, go to a YouTube and look up factory farming, and there's plenty of behind the scenes footage that will appall right. you. Well, sorry, I, I like to think of our listeners as being able to read. Sorry, Ryan, if you don't. Oh, I'm sorry <laughs> to all of our to all of our erudite <laughs> literate listeners. I want you to go to your bookshelf full of books that you've never read. I know you. I see you people because it's like looking in a mirror. Pick up your copy of Upton Sinclair's The Jungle and read it cover to cover. It's actually it's a crazy book anyway. Um, so so you said voluntarily. So you're saying that people are trying to kill themselves by turning them into meat. Yeah, I don't see why not. Why can't we do this as a as a vol- as a volunteer program? Like well, if you, I would if, say because we imprisoned Doctor Kavorkin for killing people and they wanted to die. So unless our, unless our system changes, we are this would be straight up illegal. It would be illegal, but this is a hypothetical in which there are farm raised humans. Actually, they do okay. So you're fine with this being hypothetical, but not the witch's tit thing. Is this what you're saying? You're like, <laughs> no, no, because this doesn't rely. This this is hypothetical. It doesn't rely on magic. 
You see the difference, right? I mean, between magic a, is between hypothetical. A, Are you saying magic is real? No, <laughs> my, my, magic is not hypothetical because a hypothesis is taking the information available and, and making a prediction. This, is, this podcast this, is making you so pretentious, by the way. This is insane. You're explaining what a fucking hypothesis is. Like, I've been to sixth grade science, man. Like, <laughs> well, then why were you using the word wrong, Matt? Uh, because, I, I, you know, it was a sting operation. I, uh, now, <laughs> now I know. Well, you, you done caught me. And yeah. if you're a cop, you got to say so. Well, it doesn't count. It's getting thrown out. Not in all jurisdictions, by the way. This is getting thrown out. It's going to end up on the Supreme Court shadow docket, and they're just going to not even look at it. Uh, if, if people were volunteering, volunteering for to to sacrifice their body to for like cannibals yep. you know i could i could see you know that it actually being a pretty lucrative decision for who like it, what if you could sell your own body for me so like i could so you could sell a leg what if you what if you just said hey look i want a salary of 10 million dollars for 10 years and then it's all yours and then at the end of it you can eat me yep uh, well, honestly, that would maybe be a good strategy, because if you have that much money, uh, you could definitely eat all the shitty things you want and just get yourself bigger and bigger. So who's eating the humans? OK, so, yeah, that's my question. Is it a, is this for an alien venture? Yeah, because we already covered like cannibals like and I'm not sure who our cannibals are. In, in the case of factory farming, I think it's the hoi polloi hill folk and Jeff who are just like, yeah, it's the hills have eyes. You're like, wow, we're going to eat this one. But. If it's a completely voluntary system where people submit themselves to go live on the farm for 10 years at, you know, a five million dollar a year, you know, whatever running back makes in the NFL after their <laughs> whatever Peyton Manning makes for making those dumb Aflac commercials. <laughs> in, in which case, it's probably like it's probably like rich, multi-generational wealth like Army Hammer. He's literally I think he is our customer. Yeah, well, he's uh, isn't he, he's, he's dead. I'm thinking of the drill sergeant from Full Metal Jacket. Army Hammer is the young American actor who has scuttled his career because of some consent issues revolving around sex and cannibalism. I do not know this guy, and I don't want to know him by uh, by the, by the sounds of it. <laughs> I was thinking of Arlie Ermy. It's very close. Yeah, I've never I have never heard of this guy, but it's definitely not the drill sergeant from Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> yeah, so he's the great grandson of the oil tycoon Armand Hammer. Really. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's who I envision as our potential customers. If this is a completely voluntary program driven by lots and lots and lots of money. But I mean, we could also be farming humans for aliens. Yeah. So I, I think that is much more palatable. Yeah, yeah I think that is. I mean, <laughs> I, I would believe that more than the than uh, the people, people who just do it voluntarily, I would say. So let's talk about something else that people shouldn't be eating. And that's other people again. <laughs> Um, We're really mixing it up on this episode. Yeah, we really are. <laughs> chew on that. Give you something to chew on here. No. So we saw this meme. Ryan, you sent it to me. It has uh, the character Hannibal Lecter played by Sir Anthony Hopkins. If you've uh, never seen Silence of the Lambs, pause this episode, go watch it and come back. It's a really good movie. Um, or don't do that because you probably will never come back. So just keep Hold listening. on. I'll be right back. Have you never seen Silence of the Lambs, bro? No, I have. I was about to say, I was like, we should stop recording. And no, it's do it. it's so good. I'm going to watch it again. It's really while good. you're talking. It's really good. And then I'll come back. You can... <laughs> Matt, can you just hold it down for the next 94 minutes or so? Oh, you know, I could, dude. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I don't know if anyone else wants me to do that. But no. So, yeah. So this meme says, if you eat a person that got the shot, do you still need the shot? Asking for a friend as if Anthony Hopkins, Hannibal Lecter is asking, oh, can I be vaccinated by eating a, another human? I'm asking for a friend, which is similar to the, you know, when you ever have like a sex problem or problem with your dick, you're like, oh, I'm for a friend wants to know it. Should it be a pimple of that color? Were you asking that for a friend or 
Uh, no, because I know it. I'm, yeah, no, I don't have. You're my, you're not, my only friend, friend, am I? You're my only have you friend. Been looking, have you have you been looking at the little purple pimple on my penis, yeah, man? Yeah, well, I didn't say purple. You did, buddy. But uh, I, I was looking. I was looking at the yellow one. No, I. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at the other pimple. <laughs> so the answer is the answer is yes, of course. Not only do women look at bulges because they find them attractive, but Matt and I also look at bulges because we find them attractive. Okay, now that you brought this up, I have to bring something up that happened recently about bulges what in it, public. Which which bulge are you going to bring up, Matt? Some other guys. Okay, so, go ahead. Uh, Elise and I were walking back from uh, Target, and there, uh-huh. there was a guy there. He had like a cane. Like this guy he just had what appeared to be just the biggest fucking dick. Do you think the cane threw his, do you, do you think the cane was there because he threw his hip out swinging that thing? I mean, it was on that side, so maybe, right? Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, you know, I'm walking with my girlfriend with looking at dicks. And, yeah. Well, I see this one and I don't say anything and we're keeping on walking. And then like a few steps later, Elise says, did you see that? And I wasn't about to say what that guy's massive dick, because what if she saw something different and I'm just like, oh, yeah, like that big dick. She's like, no, like that fucking bird over there, you asshole. Oh, the, the bird being slang for a dick. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. No, but everything's slang for a dick for just those circumstances. So I was kind of like, uh, I was like, I was like, shit. I was like, I was like, oh, what did he say? And she's like, no, he had like a massive boner. And I'm like, oh, I did see that. Yeah, I did see that. <laughs> so to answer the that um, that question we answered a few weeks ago was, you know, we both noticed it, and at least at least for one of us, it wasn't sexual. I, I hope it, I, I'm pretty sure it wasn't for both of us, but you know. So anyway, long story short, I don't think that you can get vaccinated by eating a human being oh, who's been vaccinated. Yeah, let's talk about how <laughs> vaccines work. Sorry, man. Yeah, um, I should never smoke again before doing this. This is the worst idea. But now that I'm already committed, I'm going to take another hit here. Good call, Matt. All right. So let's talk about how vaccines work. Uh, welcome to high science. My name is Matt. Um, <laughs> Vaccines work, people. Sorry to break it to you. You got to look at how the body fights illnesses, you know. So with germs, bacteria, viruses, any of the shit invades your body, they attack and multiply inside your body. So when the body first encounters a germ, you know, it can take several days uh, for all that germ fighting tools to really get going to fight an infection. Uh, And after the infection, the immune system remembers what it learned. So it fought off the infection and it remembers how to do it. And it essentially uses that knowledge of protecting against that disease in the future. So if you get sick with something once, you're less likely to get it again. Or if you get it again, it's not as intense because your body remembers how to fight it before. All right. And then a vaccine does essentially the same thing by introducing a weakened form of the virus. Exactly. It's, to it's, your immune system. It's imitating a full infection. But when we talk about vaccines, people normally talk about a shot in the arm. But there are oral vaccines. That's real hot. I took the oral vaccine for typhoid a few years ago when I went to East Africa. So I just uh, swallowed a pill. Uh, I think if more vaccines were just a pill, you could get a lot more people to take them. You think people are just afraid of needles? I think I think the no, I don't think that. I think the image of getting a shot in the arm is 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 harsher than just taking a pill. It's invasive. Yeah. People take pills every day for recreation and for medical stuff. Yeah. That's why people are lining up for fucking horse dewormer because it's a pill, not because it gets shot in their arm. And because Joe Rogan took it. That's the reason why people are doing it. Bill Gates can certainly come up with a microchip that fits inside of a fucking syringe, but he can't fit one inside of a pill. What I love about their theory. Yeah. What I love. what What I also love about it is people are complaining about microchips tracking when they tweet on their fucking iPhone. So, like, what's the fix happening there? <laughs> anyway, there are um, of uh, oral vaccines, but it's not the norm, and it's actually pretty hard to make an oral vaccine. Um, and the reason is because the, the stomach 
has a natural way of just breaking shit down. Um, and there's actually an interesting thing about this is DMT, which is a psychedelic drug. It, it is actually billed as supposed to be the, the most intense psychedelic known to man. And it isn't everything from, isn't living things from cauliflower to spinach to you and me to, to my cat sitting right here, right? Okay. Um, and so, but here's the thing, to, to take DMT recreationally, from what I've read, you have to smoke it. You cannot eat it. Right. Because your all right. Your stomach will break down that DMT. And so we're talking about biology earlier. What if there was like our previous Neanderthal or a, a something, a human, a human like something that that every time they um, ate a spinach salad or something would just trip on DMT because the stomach did not break that shit down. So every time they're eating and those those genes would not survive because they would when you're tripping on DMT, I feel like you can't concentrate on your other hierarchy of needs. Right. No, I think that's absolutely correct. That's crazy, um, though. Yeah. But, you know, th- speaking of like stomachs breaking things down, that actually came up in my D&D game last week. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about that. So my my, my character is a goblin it's named Crickets. Dungeons and Dragons for all your cool people out there. <laughs> yeah, it's D&D. Not, it's, I, was, I was playing D&D, not DMT. Uh, oh. <laughs> I guess you know which ones we're into by now. <laughs> Matt's the DMT guy. I'm the D&D guy. I have actually never done DMT. I want to go on the record and say that. He, Matt's the DMV guy, and no. I'm the D&D I guy. I live in District Maryland of Virginia. Yeah, DMV. It's, we call the D.C. area the DMV. There you go. There you go. That's not what I was talking. That's not the joke I was making, but damn, it worked. Yeah. So kudos to us. Good teamwork, man. It's how good you are. It's how good you are. Yeah. No, it's how good we are. You brought it home, Matt. Thanks, Dad. But anyways, <laughs> my D&D, in my, in my Dungeons and Dragons game, my, my goblin crickets was swallowed by a Tyrannosaurus Rex, which tried to break him down in the stomach. But it's OK, because I found the poop hole loophole. Oh, do you have an MAOI inhibitor or MAO inhibitor? No, no. He, 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 he crushed an air crystal in his mouth to give him a source of uh, to, to give him a source of air. And then he tunneled his way out. Did you see an air crystal? Yeah, he, he crushed an air crystal. It's a magical item. You, you put it in your mouth. Is it and a you crystal down filled, on it. filled with air? It is a crystal that gives you air in your mouth that you're able to breathe. I feel like uh, I'm much more. It's like a loss. It's like a lozenge for drowning. You know, I'm into rocks. I'm much more interested in what kind of crystal this was. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I, I do a lot of crystal when I play D&D. Oh, God, because yeah, it goes forever. <laughs> it goes forever. Yeah, yeah. I was there for eight hours. It felt like five minutes. Oh, man. Jesus. Um, no. So. So. Th- so. All right. We talked about what. Your stomach breaks everything. Down. We talked about everything. Theory of everything. So what happens to the vaccine when you have it and you die? First of all, the vaccine helps you make antibodies, but it doesn't last forever. So even when someone dies after they took a vaccine, it doesn't. There's nothing to indicate that would survive after death. The reason why, if you ate someone with a shot, why you wouldn't get the shot, I think is pretty self-explanatory. It just doesn't work that way. Vaccines don't carry yeah. on like that. Well, what if it was right after they got the shot? Because the vaccines there it introduces a weakened form of the virus to your body. Your body learns how to fight it off. And then obviously the the vaccine goes away and it's the antibodies that are carrying on the mission after the fact. So so it, my question is, like, if it's somebody who just got it. Yeah. But I guess it would still have to be formulated for uh, an oral route. Well, uh, may- maybe not, because if you could eat the meat. But I will say with the COVID vaccine, it takes two weeks to build up that, that immunity. So the freshness of the meat might actually work against you. Well, but it would be the freshness of the vaccine that you have to worry about. So, 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 if, COVID- you, so if you just got the vaccine and then you kill them and eat them, you do not get it because their body does not produce antibodies yet. That's why. Well, the, it's not the antibodies that are going to help you. It's getting the weakened form of the vaccine. It'd be like getting saying. the vaccine yourself. Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Uh, again, not how it works because your body would break that shit down in a heartbeat. That's it's hard to get vaccines in oral form. What if you 
in an air crystal. What, what if you did that? What if you put them in a? Bl- what if you put them in? What if you put them in a blender and and, and mainlined them? Ooh, I. No one should be doing that. We should be mainlining other people's do not, blood. <laughs> do not kill anybody. Put them in a blender and then inject the juices into your body. This is to get immunity to COVID because. There are way easier ways of doing it. Yeah. You don't have to take any unproven drugs or listen to any two jackasses you hear on the internet spouting possible cures. This is not a cure for COVID and you should not do it. Now people are going to be like, oh, this is totally a cure for COVID, man. Um, Those guys used to work for the government. They had clearances. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. We should not, we should not advertise the fact that we were read on to some of the highest classified programs in the United States government. And now we're just like stoned on a podcast laughing about it. <laughs> Your the government's th- going to kill you all. Oh, man, that scared, that scared me for a second. Oh. <laughs> all right. Hello, this is the NSA. Uh, you guys are cut off. <laughs> so we talked about things that you shouldn't be eating. Now let's talk about something that is really hard to eat in certain situations. Ass. And well, let's talk about something else that's hard to eat in certain situations. Uh, I'm not I'm not going to run out of orifices, Matt. I'll just keep oh. making new ones. <laughs> Well, look at you playing God. Um, <laughs> no, so you know how McDonald's, how their ice cream machines always fucking broken? The Wall Street Journal recently reported that the Federal Trade Commission is looking into why McDonald's McFlurry machines and ice cream machines are always fucking broken. Okay, uh, I'm going to try to figure out why the Federal Trade Commission would be looking into that. Well, because it, they, they represent their constituents. <laughs> and everyone knows that McDonald's ice cream machines are always fucking broken. Right, but but the Federal Trade Commission. Yeah. Is are they suspecting McDonald's of having cr- a criminal operation? Well, I'll say this. Um McDonald's gave a statement um which I work in communications. Imagine being the McDonald's. Imagine having to write a press release for a McDonald's. Anyway, that'd be so fun. Um, You'd be loving it. This You'd be I loving love. it. Don't lie. Don't lie. Ba, 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 ba. I love my job. No, yeah. Um so this is the statement that I'm I, I, that I'm going to go ahead and read uh from McDonald's. Um <laughs> Intrinsic to the interest in our soft serve machines is our fans' love of McDonald's iconic McFlurry desserts and shakes. So they're already turning us into a fucking ad about themselves, right? Yeah. Um, Nothing is more important to us than delivering on our high standards for food quality and safety, which is why we work with fully vetted partners that can reliably provide safe solutions at scale. They added that there is nothing... They have no information to indicate that they are the subject of any investigation. But meanwhile, the Wall Street Journal, a pretty reputable paper, I would say, yeah. is, is, is reporting this. Um, Owned by Rupert Murdoch. So, I mean. Well, I mean, you know, if, if, if I had, if, if, yeah, I mean, you're right. But so anyway, the Federal Trade Commission here. Yeah. So why would they be looking into this? Um, because they only care about the important issues of the day, Ryan, clearly as well. <laughs> um, but, but I'll tell you something. This is. Actually, but is it a McFederal crime? Uh, it sh- you know, in in the South, it is <laughs> in, the, in the former <laughs> Confederacy. It definitely is. I think this is interesting. So I was like, how accurate is that claim? Well, there's this engineer uh, by the name of Rashik Zahid who in 2020 built a, a program that tracks their machines that are out of order. And you can find it online at mcbroken.com. I checked it just a few hours ago. The total number of ice cream machines at McDonald's that were down was 10%. One However, in 10. One in 10. So that's, that's a lot. However, when you disaggregate the data based on city, you will find that 
23% of machines in Philadelphia are busted. All right. The largest in the U.S., 22% in New York City, and 15% in Dallas. Meanwhile, 0% of McDonald's ice cream machines are broken in Seattle, Boston, San Francisco, and San Jose, California. So thank you, liberals. You're doing something right. Uh, well, I, I mean, I've got some theories about that. I, so I don't think liberalism has anything no, to do with it. it. I don't has think more it actually to... has the politics to do with it. All right. So tell me why the uh, tell me why the McDonald's McFlurry machines are down. Well, I don't actually know for a fact, but I will. You told me you knew. Well, no one knows. No one knows. But this is this is the theory that I have that holds most water. What plays a big factor is that the franchisees, one, have complained about this to national. Right. Uh If a restaurant franchise is making money off something and ice cream and desserts is a huge markup, they're going to make sure that machine is working like 100 percent of the time. So the fact that they can't. Signals to me that is a, was a malfunction with the with the engineering or there's an engineering problem. OK, this uh, engineer who built this program, Rashik Zahid. So he keeps track of locations that have a broken machine by querying those. He goes into the program. It's like he's buying eighteen thousand dollars worth of ice cream every second, making fake orders. And then it'll come back and say which ones are down or which ones are not. And someone on Twitter said, well, this is illegal. And the director of analytics at McDonald's actually reached out to the guy and said they loved it. They said, keep doing what you're doing. It's actually really funny. So this is like sanctioned. This is sanctioned by McDonald's, which I think is just kind of hilarious. It generates press for them, too. Yeah. And yeah. And it's not like it's terribly bad press. The fact that McDonald's embraces it provides positive view of McDonald's. Don't you kind of want a McFlurry now since we're talking about it so much? Uh, Yeah, but first, let's call Rick Reynolds and thank him for the use of his song United from the album Portals in Progress, available on Amazon, iTunes, and Spotify. And we're on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook. We are Wreck Your Pod on all those. And we have a Gmail account, wreckyourpod at gmail.com. Send us your... WreckYourPod at gmail.com. Send us Thank your you, complaints. <laughs> at WreckYourPod at ghail.com. Um, we are WreckYourPod at AOL.com. <laughs> um, yeah, and just follow us on everything. Uh, please give us a review. I feel like uh, we haven't mentioned that in the past few weeks. And if you're so kind, go into the Apple app and leave us that five-star review. So if between now and when next we meet, you find yourself registering a domain uh, for your podcast and you spell it wrong and that's just the name of your podcast now. We encourage you to check yourself. Don't wreck yourself. We are united but we're so far apart.